Hello everyone, welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward, and today is the 60th episode. Woohoo! Hit 60 episodes. Um, and tuning in with me today to to kick off the 60th episode is Liesl, and she is going to be talking about stop stop and change focus uh, on, on negativity and, and turn towards positivity. So let's tune in to find out. Hello everyone, welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward, and with me today is a guest that I'm really excited to have on the show, Liesl. Liesl is on the show with us today. How are you doing, Liesl? Very good. Nice to talk to you, Joel. Yes, it's good talking to you. I was actually excited. Um, I know we were just talking um, pre-show uh, about um, how we met, and uh, for those who don't know, Matchmaker, uh, Matchmaker, I like it's up on yeah, the top Yeah, Matchmaker, screen, yeah. Um, is been a really great thing for me as a podcaster because I've had some really great experiences with some guests. Uh, so for those who are listening to podcasts who are also podcasters, please check out Matchmaker to get guests on your show if that's something you do. I'm not promoted or sponsored by them, but it's seriously the greatest uh, tool I have found out as a podcaster. Uh, so, all right, well, let's jump into it. I I know a little bit about you. Let my listeners know a little bit about you. Let's 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 get some let's get some information. Yeah, hi everybody. Um, I'm Liesl Ulrich Verderber. I'm the CEO of Ever Widening Circles. Uh, we're a positive media company on a mission to change the negative dialogue about our times. Uh, we've been doing that since 2014. I've been working with this since 2015 after I graduated from Harvard. Okay. Um, and I came along because at that time and and. And even now, positive media is something that we all need and not the kind of positive media that's, you know, the kind of toxic positivity, you know, yeah, you know, think banners on walls trying to be the most positive person in the world, but stuff that's meaningful and is talking about the world in terms of what we can do to make the future brighter instead of mm -hmm. the world is a dumpster fire and what can we even begin to do with about do about it. So we're really on a mission to expand into education, into healthcare into communities, into social media in order to create a space where positive media lives uh, and where people can start to understand the world really is a good place and that our future is bright. No, that's that's awesome. And actually, I didn't really look at your site so much. Um, so I'm actually, this is pretty interesting to me um, because I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram all the time. And, and there seems like there's so much division and hate within the world and it doesn't just happen in the US it's not just happening in Europe it's not just happening in overseas it's it seems like there's so much division and hate and and what really I've had a couple of people on and, and one of my guests on was the mayor of Hagerstown which is a local city to mm -hmm. me and she was just talking about how she wants to to break that division stuff as well as in her duties as mayor and and I I, I have belief systems, but I also believe in my belief systems that we should not just be at each other's throats. We should be loving our neighbors um, because mm -hmm. life's too short to be at each other's throats. You need to you need to bring some positive change. And where and I try and bring positive change where I'm at, whether that's like paying it forward with someone's coffee or, or just sharing a smile on a train, um, you know, so or, or a bus. You know, it's it's wherever you're at, you should bring positive change. I really like what you do. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so you said you've been doing that since 2015. Um, what, yes, what changes, yes. I mean, you've seen within the last, what, three or four years, you've seen some really yeah. negative changes within the media, within, mm -hmm. within the social settings. Can you tell us what your company has done to, to, to better that? Yeah. <clears throat> so 
Firstly, I think to, to start off, you know, what we see right now in the media and with how negative everything feels and even how divisive everything feels. And we can talk a little bit later about like that divisive energy and, and what we do to combat it. Mm -hmm. But because um, we, we directly address that in our work. But, you know, we started in 2014. The company was actually started by my mother, um, who's a dentist by trade. Um, but she's kind of been one of those healthcare people that really tried to keep the humanity in healthcare. And she could see her patients starting a decade ago, 20 early, you know, you know, 2014, it was when she really got into building the company, mm -hmm. but she just seen her, her patients falling into a downward spiral. People who are normally very positive people had been sucked in by the negativity of, of social media. And so one day she got a call from, um, or rather an email from a, a patient of hers. She knows since he was very, very young. And um, he had enlisted in the military and was abroad and was feeling mm -hmm. a great sense of hopelessness um, with what he was seeing in the world, sort of the, the, the horrors of war. And um, for some reason, he decided to turn to his dentist. Uh, you know, not many of us can say we'd turn to our dentist for any kind of gui you know, guidance. But he said, you know, Dr. Linda, is there anything you can tell me that so I can feel like this world is still good, like there's still goodness mm -hmm. in the world? And so at that time, she went on the Internet and she just looked around and she couldn't find any place that didn't have a really strong political slant that mm -hmm. was doing meaningful, uplifting, positive news and, and, and positive content um, that wasn't, you know, skewed left or right or didn't have a thousand ads popping up in your face or oh, yeah. wasn't all like, yep. you know, blog, like, you know, a content that was affiliate content, right? So she, being her, she decided, well, I could just build this website. So she started writing one article every day on any subject under the mm -hmm. sun that proved it was still an amazing world. And from there, we've grown as a company. I came on in 2015. And of course, we've seen in the past few years, just this incredible amount of, 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 of negativity and change mm -hmm. within, within the social media spheres and within the media spheres. And, and that, as we are looking at it, and because we've done a lot of research, we're not just doing sort of like just putting out good stuff. We're actually trying to understand fundamentally what's going on here. And one of the biggest things when it comes to the news that is super important for all, uh, all of us to understand is that the news is so catastrophic looking, is so yes. incredibly negative because that's news. News by its nature is stuff that doesn't happen every day. News is the stuff that we need to know about, right? And so we are seeing all the time, especially with the 24-hour news cycle, right? We need to know every plane crash 15 times. And we need to know about yeah. every mm -hmm. terrible thing that's happening in the world because those things are actually rarities. If you look at what's happening in the world globally, those are rarities. But the things that are positive, the things that are moving us all towards progress, child mortality rates going down, uh, um, you know, incidences of infectious disease uh, mm -hmm. pending, you know, what has just happened, but, you know, generally malaria driven disease, those kind of things. These have war. These have all gone down over the course of history. And that's because it's slow progress and very and slow progress is not sexy. It's not news making because yep. it's happening bit by bit every day. And so that in concert with the fact that our human brains were our really 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 good at seeing patterns and we are really good at when we see a pattern coming at us every day that is going to build up our our, our reaction to things right so mm -hmm. if we're constantly seeing that the world is terrible that people are terrible that the world is negative that the politicians on the other side are crazy that the people on the other side are crazy that is how we are going to see the world mm -hmm. we can our brains have become trained and habituated to believe and see and pick out 
sort of our own echo chamber that we're building around us. So it's not only the fact that we are seeing the negativity. It's the fact mm -hmm. that we're seeing that, that the news is negative. It's the fact that we're seeing it every day, 24 hours a day, getting yeah. hooked on our sort of social media feeds. When you think about it, we used to get the news twice a day, if we were lucky, morning newspaper, evening newspaper, right? And yeah, that, yeah. that was all we knew of the world, right? But now we're just constantly inundated with it. And again, we're not getting things that are these unsexy, you know, four less kids died today, which is on the whole, if we look at the progress of 10 years, really, really good. This is why we are kind of in this like internal slump that and the way that media con and content creators create media. I mean, mm -hmm. going from the news to just social media in general, I mean, we the biggest thing we tell people is your click is a vote, right? Like everything you click on, you will get more of. And so if you're constantly yep. clicking on negative headlines, you're not only training your algorithm to show yeah. you more of that kind of inflammatory stuff, you are also telling content creators that that's what you will click on. And right now, the way the internet is structured, it's an attention economy. What, what people click on, we will get more of. So if we know that a headline that's inflammatory is going to get a lot of clicks, I say we because I'm a content creator. I don't dwell yeah, in that space. That's you, not yeah. how we pick our stuff. But I don't want to like throw someone else under the bus, the mysterious they. <laughs> when when we create content, we're looking at who's clicked on what, how long did mm -hmm. they stay with that content, and then we base our decisions on what kind of the next the next content we make based mm -hmm. on that previous content uh, interaction. So really, what we've created is this gigantic negative echo chamber that we really can break free of. It's it's actually not that hard to break free of it. It's just we are so lost in the sauce when it comes to negativity that it's hard to see the forest yeah. through the trees on our own algorithms and the ways that our brains have been trained since, frankly, most of us were very little. I mean, did you grow I, I didn't necessarily, but I'd go to other people's houses and there'd be CNN on the TV all the time for oh, like not, five not years, my right? It was, it was, I think the only time the news came on, what like you said, was when there was a tragedy or something bad happened. And, mm -hmm. and oh, see, I grew up in a house where my parents were both from two different political parties. So it was mm. it was a different situation. I sided with a certain side with my with my mom and, and went that way. But it didn't stop me from loving those on a different set mm -hmm. spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know, that's one of the things. And I want to I want to talk real quick about that, not to interrupt. Yeah. You. No, just no. because you're from a different side, whether that's you're trans, gay, lesbian, bi. Uh, Republican, Democrat, um, you know, all the, all the spectrum. Let's just go, let's just say the huge spectrum. The huge spectrum of humanity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You it's complex. Love, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should love the next person next to you because mm -hmm. if you put so much hate into the world and we're going to talk about algorithms in a minute, if you put yeah. so much hate in the world and you, and you just continually click those things that breed hate, you're going to mm -hmm. be trained your brain. Like you said, you're going to train your brain to hate the other side, to hate that person. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I grew up in a house where, yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree with everything. I don't agree with how the world's going. I don't agree with this. But it doesn't mean I'm going to love my neighbor less. My neighbors mm -hmm. in my neighborhood, I live in a townhouse development, and some of my neighbors don't agree the same way. But I'll mm -hmm. share a meal with them. I will bring them a bottle of wine. I'll, I'll drop food off if they need it because that's how I was raised. Now, mm -hmm. now you want to talk about algorithms, Facebook and Google – um, and even Twitter, their algorithms are programmed. If you click one thing that that pushes something the wrong way, you're going to be stuck with right. bad negativity. Uh, like seriously, mm -hmm. Facebook and Google, no, it's and Twitter, true. Their algorithm, even Instagram, their algorithms are built around you what you click and That's what you exactly. click, you're going to get. And and, and uh, you know, I'm, it sucks because now I'm drawn into it. 
And it's like, right. oh, there's another, there's and, another bombing in Israel or there's this and that. I'm right. like, man, this is negative. But why, why can't we see it? once in a while? I get that one post, like you said, that one post, it's like, oh, there was a baby born in, in the worst conditions, but it survived all odds. And it's right. like, why can't I get this every day? Why right. can't I get that right. feel good stuff? So it's like, you need to train your brain. And, 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 and I really press this on people just because they're from a different background, ethnicity, uh, lifestyle doesn't mean you love many less. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's one of the things I wasn't raised to, to do. And, and I feel like there's so many people who have raised their children to, like you said, watch CNN, watch the hate, watch and pick a side and pick and choose who they should mm -hmm. love. And that's a problem. Right. Well, I think one of the things that we can really, one of the things that we really dive into, right, is this idea of we have to get curious about other people, right? We, we know that we will not naturally agree with all people. That, yeah. that is a given. But anybody going in with their own, you know, guns a-blazing, like, I have an opinion to share with you. If you are going yep. into a conversation with that, the other person will feel your energy, right? There, exactly. It is the natural way that our brains work. But if you go in with genuine curiosity, I find this is the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. If you turn, excuse me, if you can turn oh, your I contempt into curiosity, right? Your mm -hmm. contempt to curiosity, what you're allowing yourself to do is opening up the door for dialogue. And mm -hmm. really that is the most important key that we can, we can have and understand that if we are feeling our energy raise, like in a conversation, if we're getting heated, mm -hmm. that is the time to ask ourselves, do we really need to be in this conversation? Because it's not productive exactly. for either person. You know, I, I say this all the time. I'm a sports person. You know, I wouldn't go into a bar in New York and tell everybody they should be a Red Sox fan. And yeah. no amount of me standing on the bar, yelling at a guy in his face, buying him a beer or anything is going to convince him that he exactly. should be a Red Sox fan in Yankees country. And so, like, why do we do this with our family members at dinner? Why do we do this at, you know, all the time? When we open up the door for curiosity, when we lead our conversations with curiosity, when I say, hey, Uncle Tim, I don't really understand the way you think. Can you help me? Like, can you explain to me how you came to these thoughts? Mm -hmm. Right. Not in a way that is like your liberal hippie, like went to Harvard, you know, gal kind of way. Uh, yeah. You just going in being genuinely curious about why people think the way they do or what life experience because very often our our, our, the way that we come, come to conclusions comes from major life circumstances. Mm -hmm. And you can never tell anybody that their life circumstance did not exist and was not important. Exactly. As soon as you start to negate another person's life circumstance or how they dealt with the trauma of those life circumstances or how they dealt with just coping. A lot of the time we're a little kids, right? Coping that you're, you're not, you're not in a, spend, a, a, a rational place very often. And mm -hmm. so the more that we can lead with curiosity, the more that we can lead with compassion, even if it's fierce empathy, there's this thing um, in Buddhism called fierce compassion. Uh, I, I do like a lot of religious study on the side just for fun, like a normal no, person fine, would. And they have awesome. this great term called, called um, there's like, it's called fierce compassion, right? Which is you don't have to agree with the other person, but you have to be fiercely compassionate. You have to like make yourself mm -hmm. feel an amount of compassion so that you can understand the other person. You can, it's not like taking pity on them. It's just saying, wow, they had a lot of complex life circumstances that led them to here. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to judge them on those life circumstances or where they are coming from. I just want to understand them better. And if necessary, be, be able to be helpful for walking through people through that. So that's how I approach this idea of, of all the division that we're seeing around us is that 
if we can exchange our contempt for curiosity, if we can be genuinely, when we go into conversations, genuinely curious, and if we're not prepared to be curious and we're not prepared to be kind or have compassion, you mm. don't need to enter those spaces. You're not helping. You're hurting either side. Exactly. Um, and just recognizing your own emotions. And I think one of the things when we talk about our online lives, mm. right, people very often will like decide they want to jump into the comment section on something that they don't agree with or they do agree with. Well, you're just mm -hmm. adding fuel to the fire, right? You're, you're, you know, when I say your click is a vote, your click could be a like or a heart, or it could be a comment, or yep. it could be, you know, getting into that fight in the comments. You know, I once had someone say, well, what if somebody posts false information and I need to tell them that they posted false information, DM them, say, Hey, I just want to let you know that that post that you put up there isn't true. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're opening up in the comments space for a giant fight that then promotes that post to the top of the Facebook group or the top yeah. of the Facebook public feed, right? It's like, I, I consider that public humiliation because you're not only publicly humiliating mm -hmm. yourself, but you're humiliating that person for making them look stupid. And, and, and that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, not, that's not projecting anything in a no, good positive no. way. And there was something really interesting that I heard too, which was – you know, one of the things that is most terrible that we can do to other people is humiliate them. I think it was mm -hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King, actually, who one of the one of the things he talked about a lot that doesn't get talked about a lot was the role that he saw in humiliation as a tactic for hurting other people. And we don't talk about that a lot. And what we're doing very often, whether we're on a side we agree with or the side we, we disagree mm -hmm. with. We're attempting to humiliate the other side as if that gives us some kind of moral high ground. But what that's doing is just trying to sort of, co co you know, coerce the other side into being quiet through humil humiliation. And so that is one of the things that I think we need a little bit of a reset on at, at, collectively, right? Is to yeah. say, is what I'm doing here to humiliate? Is it here to educate? Is it here to be curious? And do does the world need more of this? And And we talk about, we have like these four shifts that we talk about to help people work their way, not only through their algorithms and what they're seeing, but also... I'm using it now to help people work through these difficult conversations. Um, and each one is sort of, is sort of a way of being mindful, not only with how you're clicking through the internet and the, the way that you're training your algorithms, but also a means of guiding the way that we connect with people both online and off. And mm -hmm. it's, I think really critical to our ability to move forward with people in a way that functions both online and off. So, uh, I want to want to ask you a question, and um, during those, um, I'm trying to think of a word to use it because it it was basically an expression of how people felt during those what people mm. were considering riots and protests, mm. which you know some of them were, uh, not all of them were that peaceful. Uh, you saw people coming across the line to bring waters or a hug to somebody. Uh, and try and bring some positive change. During that time, do you think there was some positive change? There was people trying genuinely to actually understand the situation? Or do you think there was just this still a divisional change where people weren't trying to understand, they were just trying to be a neighbor? Or do you think there was actual um, communication going into those those interactions? Mm. Yeah, I think there are have been there has been a fundamental shift in the way that we mm -hmm. approach things. Um, and I know we were talking to a great thought leader named Linda Clayt Wayman. Um, mm -hmm. She's an African-American woman who um, has been in charge and the principal of many failing school systems. She's turned around school after school after school. And we had an incredible conversation with her um, last uh, last summer. And, you know, one of the things that she said and I think is really critical was that this moment in history made it so that we all 
we were all at home. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't distract ourselves yeah. from what we were seeing on the TV. And so it made us all reckon with something that people had been talking about quite a bit, right? And mm. something that people had been really upset about. And we had been ignoring people when they were telling us, goes back to their lived experience. You cannot deny yeah. someone their lived experience. And so what I think what has happened in our in our national conversation, in the way that we're trying to move forward, in the way that we are reckoning with our own complex existences, um, you know, in this country and beyond, mm -hmm. we are now in a space where I think more people are educated, at least slightly, on what other people are talking about, right? That are that that someone else may be telling me something that is yes. true in their in their life and in their lifestyle and that I, I should probably listen. Right. Like, and I think if that's anything, I had more conversations about listening last year than I have mm -hmm. ever had this idea that it's not necessarily my job to take the mic all the time. It's not necessarily my job to make sense of things for people. Mm -hmm. It is all of our jobs to listen when people tell us that they are hurt or hurting. Mm -hmm. It is all of our jobs to be compassionate towards other people. And it is all of our jobs to step up to the plate and educate ourselves. If, yes. if the house is on fire and we want to deny that the house is on fire, sure we can but that doesn't make the house not on fire right and there's so many on fires out there in the world to to go through but the more that we can educate ourselves on how the ca house caught on fire what's going on the more that we can be helpful to other people and helpful in in these situations right mm -hmm. so i think one of the biggest things that i saw come out of this was more listening more mm -hmm. um calling in instead of calling out. That's something that I've seen a lot where we, we had opened up conversations for those that had the energy and time and were willing to be helpful to those that needed help. We were calling in instead of calling out. I think there there's a lot of prog progress to be made. I don't want to sugarcoat any of that. But I think what we saw last year is a great example of what we call the conspiracy of goodness, which is this quiet wave of goodness and progress that's going on. And I think what we saw was people to finally coming to the fore and saying, okay, I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to mm -hmm. educate myself. What books do I need to read? Who do I need to listen to? Yep. What's going on? Because I think we're all going to be far better off if we are educated and open to other people. And I think that that is a really a big thing that has come out of this past year. Awesome. Yeah, no, that answered everything. I was actually answered a couple more questions I was going to ask. So I was like, now I don't know how it followed up with. Um, as far <laughs> as... Um, business and technology goes um have you seen a shift in how businesses have been leading uh with positivity uh for, for example um recently i had an interaction with a business where um i was expecting the service to be done at a certain time or or even a consultation for the service and didn't get and didn't get recepted recepted really well i was actually treated really poorly on the phone mm. and, and which led me to um my experience being um not so great. So my experience, which which put me in a bad mood, which made me go on to the message boards and review boards and, and look into what people were saying. And, and you look, and this is one of the things I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this. It, it, you look at the message boards, you look at the reviews, 
And you see people attacking this business because mm. of the way they handle themselves online and in, on the phone. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, as a business leader, as, as, as an owner of myself, I own and operate um, two businesses and a third one, which I'm working on getting started. But um, in the business space, I have learned if you don't respond with kindness and compassion, even no matter how bad the person is on the phone, uh, you are going to get received poorly online. Mm. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and this business uh, seemed to think that if they respond to like, oh, we don't have time for that kind of attitude mm. and, and, and got a little snappy, uh, that I was just going to be receptive of that and just continually use them for a service. I ended up not going with this business. I ended up not reviewing them either or uh, responding back to their message like, do you need us now kind of deal. Um, mm. But in business, in business, do you see – that shift where people aren't like you said educating themselves in how to receive people and and then they're pushing they're pushing people away and, and end up hurting their business in the long run yeah i think one of the things that is really critical is this idea that our we are relatively new to developing online etiquette right we have had yeah. customer service etiquette for hundreds of years right i'm sure that some of the, the things that we do in basic customer service etiquette at a store was probably very similar in ancient Rome and in Pompeii as yeah. it is to today. But our online etiquette is is very interesting. It's something something that I'm very interested in, in learning more about and talking more about and, and having more conversations about because we are no longer in a space where our online lives are different than our, our, our in-person mm -hmm. lives. You can't be two different people, right? I think that we are genuinely... You know, and maybe that's very difficult for people who are social media influencers, right? But, yeah. you know, you can't be on one hand a, a business owner and be posting radical things and getting mean to people when they leave a review or any of those things. Mm -hmm. And then expecting people to expect that you're going to be a nice, kind person when they walk into your store. That's just... That's yep. just not how business works. And I think one of the things that we are fully seeing a transition into is this is this incredible transformation from what we call the attention economy. So that's who can mm -hmm. be the loudest, who can be the craziest ad, who can be yeah. the whateverist, to what we call the gratitude economy. So people who, organizations, companies who are focused on people who are focused on the planet, who are focused on maybe it's size and inclusivity, maybe they're focused on sustainable materials. This idea that mm -hmm. a business is becoming more than just a conduit for you to buy and sell goods, but rather yep. that the, there is an entire emerging market of consumers for whom who you are as a person, what you stand for as a company, and how you do business is mm -hmm. way more important than whether or not I like your leggings, right? Like I know myself, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an outdoor enthusiast and I am, um, and I'm a, 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 um, exercise person. I work out a lot. I'm an athlete. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to call yourself when you're not a formal athlete. I, I'm a workout person. Um, so, uh, but I like went on this journey to find the right leggings, right? This is a very silly example, yeah. but it's true. Right. So I like found the legging company that had the best leggings. Turns out, well, they don't have a very good, you know, a supply chain. It's questionable at best. And then I looked into the next one and they did have the colors that I wanted and they're made from recycled water bottles, but they only had like size extra small to like medium. And frankly, I'm not a medium and I want to support people who are encouraging all size people to work out. So I was yes. like, all right, next company. Right. So I finally found uh, shout out to girlfriend, um, 
collective, um, this company that was size inclusive, they were awesome. doing a really good job at making sure that their, their models and their company was inclusive of, of all sorts of body shapes and sizes and, and genders and, um, people of color. It was, they do a really great job with that. And they're made out of like recycled water bottles. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more for these, these leggings, this, you know, because yeah. They are doing a really, and they have a great ground grassroots social media, you know, um, campaigns and positivity. And when people respond even negatively to their posts, they're doing, they're responding professionally and helpfully mm -hmm. and kindly. And that is what I look for in a company now, right? I am, I am specifically choosing to delay my gratitude to find the right kind of companies. And I'm not alone. We're seeing this in a lot of the consumers that we work with. We're seeing this in a lot of the companies we work with, mm -hmm. um, that this movement into the gratitude economy, a lot of the young people we work with the same thing. It's important. It is going to change the way business happens. And so I think businesses that are still like, let's do all we can to make a profit and hurt people and whether intentionally or not, mm -hmm. there is a new wave of consumers coming that are going to be conscious of who you are being or pretending to be online or in person. And if those things don't match up, if you're saying, Oh, uh, the packaging is green, but your supply chain isn't, people are going to figure that yeah. out and you're going to get dinged for it. So I really think when it comes to the future of companies, we need to start aligning what we say online, how we act online, whether we're the company founder, whether we're mm -hmm. the just the intern that's replying, it all matters. It all really, really yeah. matters. And we have to start having a little bit more etiquette and forethought with with how we do business and how we transact with with people across platforms. Yes. Um, so we're actually running close to our time, but no I, I want to we run over just a little bit. I, I just want to get some questions in and some some answers yeah. for people. So first off, uh, I w could you give, uh, well, actually, first off, I want to tell you, I, I was going to tell you this after the show, but you should check out my episode with Charlene Arice. Uh, it's okay, called, great. I did a couple on plus size model, body positivity. Uh, she is, she's been on my show. She's a uh, plus size model. She has been brought so, she's brought a thousand listens to that, to that episode. Oh, great. Um, but it's about body positivity. The first one is on the very first episode. Actually, I think it was my very first interview I ever did. Um, but she, uh, she's a great, uh, beautiful person with a great attitude towards life, and I just love having her on my show. We actually became friends through through this interview process, uh, and she's awesome. been on my show twice. She is working on a part of a book that we are writing together, so oh, it's wow. like it's been really great. Um, side note, though, but yeah, you should check that out. Uh, I will. I will. About, you know, how plus size modeling and stuff, and 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 the how body positivity affects the world, and how we can change how we feel about people. Uh, that's a great episode to listen to. I'm stoked. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, sorry. I'm like, I got a little sidetracked. Uh, no. So could you give, uh, we're on our, we're on 30 minutes, but I want to actually go a few minutes over because I want to ask yeah. you a couple more things. Could yeah. you give my listeners a few key points on how to change their negative thinking? Mm -hmm. So this is the, the four shifts that I talked about earlier. I mentioned earlier, and you can use these both mm -hmm. online and in real life. <clears throat> so the first part of this is to pause. So this goes back mm -hmm. to what I was saying earlier, your click is a vote, right? So what we do online is going to have an effect and what we see online is going to have an effect once we put the phone down and look at our family. If we have just seen something very negative, if we have just had a negative interaction, yeah. we're going to turn to our siblings, our partners, our kids, and we're going to emote that to them, whether yeah. or not we realize it. So when I say these things, these started off as things that were online, but I think they apply very well to, to us 
as humans outside of the online life. So pause. So if your partner has said something that you don't agree with, or you mm -hmm. uh, want to fly off the handle, just take a moment to pause. Hardly ever are my very first interactions. Like the first thing I write down when I'm angry, is that what I really want to send? Right? So yeah. first thing we can do to, to, to combat negativity is to pause. The second thing we can do is to ignore more. Ask yourself, does the world need more of this? So if I'm putting out a lot of negative energy, if I am a great example is a friend of mine was going to the grocery store and this was the beginning of COVID and she came back in a tizzy and she was like, ah, like they didn't, you know, all these people were not wearing their masks and their, their noses were yeah. showing. And, you know, and then this person was rude to me and everybody was rude to me and the things. And I was like, whoa, what if you ignored more of that and instead tried to look yeah. at what was positive going on? Just count, count the number of things that they had Purell by the door, that like the lady that helped you was really yep. kind, right? If we can ignore more of the stuff that makes our blood boil, that's not important, because really 99% of it is not important. Ignore more of it, we will be living with more positivity in our life, right? Mm -hmm. If we are looking for beauty instead of truth, we will see more beauty in the world. Whatever we focus on, we will get more of. So number two, mm -hmm. ignore more focus on, on the good things and not in a negative way, not in a toxic positive way. We're not saying everything's perfect, but we're just saying yeah, yeah. you can no, focus no, on more good it. things. Yeah. I promise. And then the next thing is, um, seek signs of goodness and progress. We are right now in a society where they do not come to you naturally, but go out and yep. seek them. When you are starting to have a downward spiral conversation with your friend, you know, the type where it's like, ugh, well, I heard that she, or, ugh, did you hear he, or whatever? Did yeah. you see on the news? You know them flip it. Okay. Like, flip it on its head and seek signs of goodness of progress. Ask your friend, well, wait, didn't you just volunteer for Relay for Life? How did that go? Didn't you just, yeah. you know, go on that bike ride? How was it, right? We can do the same thing online too. We can we can ignore more bad things and then we can mm -hmm. we can seek out more goodness. We can follow more people that make us feel positive, follow more people that make us feel enriched. So we can we can seek signs of goodness of progress. They will not come to you naturally. You have to start the process if you want the yes. algorithms of life and computer to change. And then, and the algorithm of our brain too. And then finally share science, share goodness and progress, right? So if mm -hmm. you are sharing goodness and progress, you are giving somebody else, you're giving the people around you fodder to also, you're telling them how to talk to you. You are share, yep. sharing stories of people that need these stories told, right? The, one of the biggest problems we see in the world is that there's so much goodness going on and we never talk about it. We never share that yep. like our cousin just ran a huge fundraiser for his local community. We never share that we saw this article that was about like how 30 million less people are dying a year, right? Like mm -hmm. we never share that. We, we prefer to share like, did you see the plane crash, right? So yeah, share yeah. signs of goodness and progress. So if you are, if you are pausing, you are ignoring more you are seeking signs of goodness and progress, and then you are sharing that goodness and progress, you will st start to have a more positive life. And you will also start to have a more positive online life. Those are the four shifts that we suggest to people. If you go to fourshifts.com, we have like a, uh, an ebook you can go grab. But that Actually, is- Actually, can you send me that link? Yeah. And I'll put that in the show I notes. Will, so I will, I will. Uh, people can uh, look that up on, because when people click into the, the bio about this, I want them to be able to click into that and look for that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. For, for listeners, it's the number four shift shifts, S H I F T S com. Um, then you'll be able to grab that, that ebook, but we find it really, those are the four shifts that help us live better lives online and off. And, um, it, it's something that I, even though I am the one that's, you know, standing up on the pedestal saying, do these things, I have to practice them too. It's a muscle. These yeah. are all muscles that we need to practice using or else they're never going to become habit.
Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I think that we've hit the note that we need to hit. And I honestly think that we've had some great conversation with this. And honestly, yes, I, I want to continue this. And actually, I want to um, – I'm going to pass on the offer to you. Would you like to come on the show again and discuss this later down the road with my viewers again? Yes, I would love to, Joel. This would be great. It's awesome. such a wonderful conversation. Awesome. Yeah, because I feel like there's so much within 30 minutes. I, I don't like to do an hour-long show. Uh, my mm -hmm. listeners I feel, have, yeah. have been very positive. Yeah, very positive feedback about the 30 minutes, uh, even if it gets to 40 minutes. But if you go an hour in, people have – their attention spans are gone. And uh, so yep. but I do feel like there's more conversation to be had here with this. So if, if you're interested, I would love to have you on the show again. I would love totally. to discuss this more. Awesome, awesome. Well, Absolutely, Liza, absolutely. I'd love to. Liesl. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, no worries. See, it's it's, a, it's okay. It's like my brain. It's a brain. Once um, it gets stuck in there, I have people that I've called the wrong name now for like 10 years and it's, oh, it's fine. I, I get, I actually have embarrassed myself because people I have known for years, I like forget their name out in public and I have done it. So yeah, uh, but no, it's been a pleasure <laughs> having you on the show. Uh, I look forward to discussing this more. Um, I look forward to the communication we have. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, please stay safe out there. Um, we are still in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, just wear your mask. Stay safe. Uh, love your neighbor. You know, do 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 the four do the steps she said. Uh, keep keep up with um, the requirements. And I look forward to hearing you in the next one. Thank you all, and have a great day. All right, I think.